Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and we are at the Last Page Comics in Starville, Mississippi. I got Taj McKay. What's up? What's up? On here with me today, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to have him on. I first... Uh, First started working in Starkville, I was driving down Lynn Lane, and he was out in the open field just playing his drums. And it happened a second time. Uh, and I called him, and I was with my coworker. I said, "We got to go over there real quick." Two times a charm. That's it. And so, man, just let's start right there. How long have you been just out in these open fields playing? About three months now, man. About three to four months. Um, and so, what's the? Uh, what made you want to do that? Where'd that come from? Well, I quit my job, like quit school, so I didn't really have like a weekly source of income mm-hmm. coming in, and I had gigs on the weekends, you know. Yeah. But I didn't have a weekly source of income coming in, you know. You can't just eat on the weekend. Uh-uh. So I was like, huh? Let me set my drums up one day out here, and I didn't have a place to practice as well. Okay. Because we stay in the apartment. And they would call the cops, you know how they go. So mm-hmm. I was like, let me come out here and um, set up. Yeah. Let's just see how it goes. So I was playing, and people just started stopping. You know, I didn't think anyone would stop because yeah. it was super hot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, man, ain't nobody going to stop. So I might as well just practice, you know, get some free practice in. And people just started stopping like crazy. And it was like, man, you should get you a bucket, man, so we can put you a donation in here. And I was like, okay, won't mind if I do. Yeah. So I just kept doing it, and I was seeing the smiles that I was putting on people's faces, you know, people heading to work, they be like this, and then frowning, yeah. and they look up, they're like, whoa, this dude in the field yeah. playing the drums. Yeah. Getting down out there. Right, man. So it's beautiful seeing that, you yeah. know. It's like $100 worth of gold to me. Yeah, it's, know, it so. caught my attention, man, because, like, I was hoping – Cause when I got back to the office, yeah, I told my coworker I was like, "We need to go back out to Lynn if we got any service orders out that way." I was like, "There's a cat out there playing drums," <laughs> and he said, "What?" And I said, "He's just out in the open field." He said, "Dude, it's a hundred degrees out there." And I said, <laughs> "I don't get it. I don't get it." I was like, "Let's just go listen, dude. It sounded good." Man, hey, <laughs> that's what it was, though, man. That's the origin story of that. You know, it was funny that they called me the Lynn Lane drummer. It was such a spooky name when I heard it. I was like, it was like, you the Lynn Lane drummer? I was like, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. yeah that's kind of perfect for the season that we're going into. Right. So, uh, what other parts of town did you play in? Uh, just the part, both parts that you see. Me okay. Lynn Lane and over there by Pine Lake Church. Um, those are the only two parts. Okay. You know? And so let's back this thing up, man. So how long have you been playing drums, and how did you get into music? Man, I've been playing drums since I knew what my name was, <laughs> and that's been a long time. Uh, I say three, give or take. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. But Did that start in church, or where did that start at? Where did it come from? 
It started at home, believe it or not. Uh, Is it like pots and pans? Pots and pans, man. Yes, man. Like, my auntie, she's a drummer. Okay. Shout out to Latoria McKee. She's a great female drummer out here in the world, based out of maybe Mississippi now. And my father, he was a drummer. He stopped playing years ago. And uh, my uncle's a drummer. Okay. So it's basically it's in the blood, in the DNA. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't have no choice. I got you. <laughs> and so as you were coming up, man, just uh, did did you get involved with church and playing in bands there, or yes. like did you form a band, or how did that all go down? Well, I got a grandma. Okay. A real grandma, like oh. one of those. Get up, time to go to church. Okay. <laughs> I, I got know, one I of the type grandmas. <laughs> yeah. And she would always, she didn't have to make us go to church because we wanted to go. Because mm-hmm. my auntie would be on the drums. It would be this guy named Junior. He's a bad keyboard player. Mm-hmm. His son actually works around the corner. But, um, yeah, we would just sit there on the front pew, man, like whole service, just eyes bolded, you know. And that's what really got me really interested into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so as you got older, let's say uh, as you were getting out of high school and uh, thinking about college and all that, did you have a band outside the church that you were playing in at the time, or what did that look like? Well, I'm going to take you back to middle school, because you got to get the yeah. full well, let's, spill. Let's get the spill. Hold on, now let me take you back to uh, Ward Stewart. All right, so as a youngin', I always love playing music, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. as you know. And once I got in middle school... I ended up stopping, like, completely. Yeah. And this is a side of the story that no one gets. But I stopped playing, bro, because, you know, I was in middle school. And, you know, you go through that phase as a young man, and you're like, man, I want to fit in with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to do all this other stuff. Uh-huh. And so from middle school, I say about 7th and 8th grade, I didn't touch a drum set. I actually sold my drum set. Okay. And that was tragic for me. Like when I thought about it a couple of years later, mm-hmm. I was like, "How?" But yeah, man, I sold my kit, so I wasn't playing until this church called me, which is my old home church, Victory Church of God in Christ. Shout out to them mm-hmm. in Eupora, Mississippi. They called me one day and it was like, "Hey, they church had burned down that I was playing at back in the days," and they was like, "Look, we need a drummer. Could you do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, but..." I ain't got a drum set. <laughs> and I was like, it was like, okay, it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what got me back. But um, high school, I started playing a little bit. So when you were taking that time off and just trying to be cool, were you looking into athletics or what was you looking towards? I tried athletics, basketball. Okay. I put that same energy I was putting in drumming into basketball mm-hmm. and resolutely didn't make the team in the traditional, in the traditional sense, but I was the manager. So. Okay. And we ended up winning the championship both years I was the manager. Um, Where was that at? Starbuck High. Nice. One, well, one year in middle school and one year in Starbuck High. Okay. And I got kicked off the team. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> I'm quite the kid, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. All right. And so we're getting, we're getting through high school. You're playing at your home church. All right. Um, when did the uh, Starville music scene start opening up for you? Um, dude, give me about five seconds because I don't want to lie. Okay. I'm trying to get it right. Uh, someone came up to me and told me about open mic night at Dave's Dark Horse Tavern. Okay. 
I don't remember who said it, and forgive me for whoever is listening, and they might be the person who told me, but I just don't remember who said mm-hmm. it. But they was like, man, you got to go to days, bro. Because I was like, bro, I'm tired of just playing at church, man. You know, I love church, but I want to play around here. You know, mm-hmm. how do I get in around here? And so they were like, bro, go to days. So I set my drums up. I had got me a little piece of kit together. Did the, the kick, did that come from Rob Swindle at the time? Yes. The kick drum did. Yeah. The bass drum. Yes. Shout out to Rob, too. He gave me that. Yeah. It was cool. But, yeah, um, before that, I was using another kick drum, but I took both the heads off of it because I both broke both of them. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, I'm a hard hitter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went to Dave's, met Dave, um, Keatsy Gun Money, you know him? Uh-huh. Yeah, he um he was the first person to play with me out there. And he hosts out there now. Was he hosting there at the time? Yeah, he's still he's still hosting. And he was hosting then. And um he was like, Bro, you should come in here on the regular, man. There's all type of musicians coming in and out. And I was, I started going to days on the regular, started meeting people around the music scene and they would tell me about festivals and things. Mm-hmm. And one more thing, I skipped. Check me if I'm talking too much now. No, 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 no. But Earl Six. Okay. Chris Curry. Yeah. You know Earl? I, I know the name. I don't know him personally. Man, shout out to Earl, bro, because he really helped me. He became my mentor. Okay. And, yes, he became my mentor because when I was starting back playing, like, for real, for real, mm-hmm. I needed someone to help guide me and to put me in rooms, to put me in front of people where I can play and stuff. And he did that. He started taking me to all his gigs and introducing me to his musician friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Beatty at Backstage, Jeffrey Rupp, who I was in the band with, Carl Taj, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, man. And he opened up that atmosphere around here for me, mm-hmm. like for real. And we even did a thing at Hobie's Jive Turkey Jam. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got in my first actual band in Starville. Okay, and so just uh, at Wait, that time when when you were getting into the music scene and like just take cats like Jamie Rogers, uh, he used to be down at backstage and he's got Night Surf now, and then it used to be Fat Axel and right. um, even uh, Jimmy Red with uh, what he has going on all over the place, like right. at uh, the guest room and at the Ben Six Twelve. And uh, as you were getting into that scene, uh, was it something? Uh, that you feel like you just needed that, uh, you, you if it wasn't for Dave's and getting into that scene, would it have been possible? <sighs> well, see, that's something I can't answer yeah. right there. Because on one hand, you can say probably. Yeah. But knowing me, I was going to figure out a way. Yeah. Some type of way. It's just me. Can't sit down too long, but I'm just glad it happened the way it happened. Yeah. You know, because Dave, he's a great guy, you know. And the people he has, his staff, from the bar to the musician lounge, it's great. Mm-hmm. So. That was one of the first things. Like uh, I've hung out in Columbus pretty much all my life. Yeah. And uh, that music scene came natural. Um, I played on and off there for years. Uh, not oh, even, you play? Yeah, I play guitar. Okay. And uh, not you know I, I'll play the open mic and just uh, ten years ago uh, it's tie by tie now, but it used to be called like the fire station. Uh-huh. And I would play out there. But then I moved down to Mobile. And uh, when I came back, it was like a brand new scene. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of asking you about the music scene, because sometimes it's hard to get your foot in the door. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. 
I do not agree with that. Because I got a lot of musicians for others. Mm-hmm. And they be like, bro, how do you do it? How do you? I'm like, bro, you just got to play. It's that simple. Yeah. And people got to hear you. That's it. Mm-hmm. As long as you can play and people are willing to listen to you, you good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You good. Whether you play the fiddle. Whatever the it bassoon, is. Like. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, people going, you know, they going to talk. You yeah. know, that's what people do. But, yeah, um. And speaking of Columbus, man, those are some great people around there, man. Like, yeah. At the Princess. Yeah. I, saw, I like holding it down there on Wednesday night. I've been out there the past three Wednesdays. You going this Wednesday? Yeah. You want to go out there after this? Tonight, right? Yeah. Might not be able to go tonight. <laughs> but I am going to go sometime. Uh, with when you come, night. play drums with me. I got you, bro. I got you. For real. You go. Yeah. You know Tate, right? Octavius? Yes. I tell you, yeah, he yeah. sat in with me uh, two weeks ago and played. That's my dude, man. Yeah. That's my dude. I and like Alex, man. Man, yes. Yes. I and like um, Alex. He, he hosts it there. Hold on. Host, he hosts the princess now, the open mic. Who is Alex? Octavius. Oh, that's his real name? No, he just goes by Alex. Octavius oh. is his real name. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Shout out to Tay. <laughs> that's my guy. He gave me gas money. One day I went to the princess and I wanted to play Drum so bad, but I didn't have no gas to get back to start building. He gave me five dollars in gas to get back. Yeah. That's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, and even Rob Swindle's spot, man. Um, yeah, elbow, elbow, it's sold now. Yeah, but that was the spot for me too, man. Like I didn't have no clue who Rob was. Rob didn't know me nor his mother, but they came up to me with open arms, man. Like a little baby. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing with the podcast, man. It's like when I reached out to Rob to get the story of the elbow. Yeah. It was it was open arms, man. And like me and him has been we've been tight ever since, you know. For sure. And uh, just all that he's done over the years for the music scene while he had the elbow in Columbus. I mean, it meant a lot. Uh huh. And now that it's close, you have uh, tie by tie. Right. They're hosting the open mic uh, in Rob's stead now. Really? And so there's a, there's a princess uh, open mic on Wednesday nights, and uh-huh. then tie by ties on Friday nights. Not to mention, they're trying to start booking. That's why they're asking all these musicians to start coming out and play tie by tie. They want to book them. They want them to play. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Shout out to Scott Carley, man. Yeah. That's a great guy, too. Yeah, he is. I didn't know they had open mic nights on Friday. They just started. Oh, my God. I think this past Friday was the second one. How did it go? Did you go? Yeah. Yeah, I played in it. It went good, man. Like, uh, you know, it's still growing. They, yeah. There wasn't a huge turnout on musicians. I think we had uh, seven or eight okay. show up. And uh, But the crowd that came for the music, it was right. probably about a dozen. And yeah. I, I think each week it'll grow a little bit. For sure. Yeah. See, guys, this is stuff like this going on every day around you that you sleep on. You got to get on that stuff. Yeah, got to get out and support it. But, man, when I started working in Starwell, the first place, you know, when I was reaching out to Rob and folks from Columbus, I was like, where do I go to get a taste of Starkville's music scene? They was like, go to Dave's. Yeah. Go to Dave's. You need to meet Kitsy. Is that yeah. right? Keetsy. Keetsy. Yeah. And uh, get in there and just listen to uh, some of the musicians, buy them a beer, you know, get to know them. Yeah. And just get in the scene. That's it. And uh, I've made it to one open mic so far out there. And, man, it was a good time. But even then, I think it was a slow night, and the the sign-up sheet was full. 
Yes, man. I mean, <laughs> so you better get there early if you oh, want to yeah. play. We talking about 7 o'clock, Max, man. <laughs> they hit that list, bro. Yeah, bro. And so, man, it's just getting back to your story, and uh, I don't want to skip around. And if we need to go back, uh, just tell me. But uh, as that second band, is that the band that you have now? No. Okay. Actually, my first band was a band called Soul Gang, and uh, shout out to Soul Gang. Those are guys who I met, and we all got together and mm-hmm. did the first. Um, battle of the Bands here. Yeah. Our first Battle of the Bands. And then I was in a band called Taj. That was the second band. Okay. Jeffrey Rupp, Lee Graham, um, Evie Vidrin. Uh, ooh, excuse me, guys. <laughs> Walter Jones. And um, that was it. It was this us five. And Jeffrey, of course. Yeah. And that was cool. How long did that go on? Um, it went on for about three months, I say, you mm-hmm. know, because those guys have tight schedules, you know. Yeah. And they, you know, full-time in their careers, so. As you get older, it don't get any easier. Oh, yeah. But they they straight. Yeah. They just did it for your boy because they knew I wanted to play. And so yeah. they set up the foundation for me to do that. Yeah. So how did that transition in the, the band you're in now? Well... I wanted to get that same feeling mm-hmm. that I got out of Taj. Like, we only played three shows together, but all three was action-packed, like, just from practice to coming up on stage and playing. And I wanted to get that same feeling, so I reached out to some friends. Well, not friends. I didn't even hang with these guys in high school. Mm-hmm. But they just kind of magically popped into my life. It's kind of crazy how that works, right? Bro. <laughs> I'm no kidding, man. Dude, it was magic, bro. Because, like, I didn't talk to these guys in high school, and they didn't talk to me. Yeah. And two of them are not even from here. <laughs> but, yeah, we all linked up together with mm-hmm. a common goal, and that was to play music, man. And it basically comprises of my boy Tommy Big Keys on the bass. Shout out to Tommy. Mm-hmm. Kalani Frazier on keyboard. She's a girl. But she's a woman when it come down to playing the keys, man. She let it down, huh? She let, what? To the point, man. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. And um, Q Hickman on lead vocals and Jeremiah Greer on guest vocals. And we got my boy Matt. I don't know his last name, but that's my guy. I love him, man. <laughs> He's on the lead. So, yeah. yeah. That's Spontaneous Generation for you. And how long has Spontaneous Generation been around now? Oh, uh, say about two months, okay. two three months, yeah. And so recently did battle all the bands. Yes. And so what are what are the places or some places that folks listening can catch Spontaneous Generation playing out? Definitely Dave's Dark Horse, cause that is our origin spot. You know, we just got together on open mic night on for William, yeah. and just added pieces from there. Is that kind of where the name comes from? Yes, actually, because we was just like. Hey, what's our name gonna be? What we gonna put on the paper? Yeah, I like spontaneous generation, you know, generated spontaneously. Mm-hmm. But um, oh yeah, you can see us at Sunday Fun Day. Yeah, twenty seventh. Nice of October. How much longer are we gonna be doing the Sunday Fun Days? It quits when it gets colder, right? Or is that gonna be a year round thing here in Starville? I think October twenty seventh, the last day. Okay. And 
my boy Caleb Childs got us a gig there, so. Yeah. yeah, that's a good turnout, man. We've had a couple of our guys from Columbus come out and play it, like Shane Tubbs band. Yes, uh, shout out to them. They yeah. stupid. <laughs> they stupid. And they got a girl drama. She's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Shannon. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've had Shane on here, man. He's a trip. For real? Yeah. I bet, man. It took three episodes to get the whole story. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Shane can tell it now. Where can I go to listen to this, though? I'll, I'll, um, what kind of phone you got? You uh, I got a flip phone. Okay, computer. Uh, I can get to one, but I'm gonna get the one to listen to it. Like, is it on YouTube? Or? Yes, YouTube. I got you, bro. What? What? Just send me what I yeah. need to type in. I'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. I want to hear what Shane talking about. <laughs> oh, he told the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he started out, which I mean, Shane's story is. I'm not gonna spoil too much of it, but it started quick. Yeah, like his way into music, and he didn't even know it was gonna be music. And then how it got there uh-huh. is it's a wild ride. Man, he he he's the type of guy though, that wild ride type man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, to the point. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, that's what's up though, bro. I like what you're doing though, man. Yeah, you putting the foundation out for musicians locally. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Next thing you know. You gonna be able to say, man, I gave that guy his first interview. I gave that guy his first interview, and I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna be like, hey, man, y'all need to get that, get in touch with Allen, man. Let's get this man <laughs> some big time talk. Yeah, man. Let's get him. That's that was uh, that was the heart behind it, man. Cause like when we were uh, when I moved back from Mobile, yeah, and uh, we would. I remember it's called porch talk. Cause I remember when he, when I moved back, I hadn't seen some of these guys in six years, and we would just be sitting on the porch. Right. And there was a guitar or a keyboard handy. Yeah. And uh, after we get through like shooting the bull and catching up like we're doing. Right. Hey man, let me play you a song, man. Yeah. And then all right, I'll match that, and back and forth. One and up. Yeah. And then like after we had done that for like a month. Uh-huh. I remember telling them I was like, I think we got something. And they was like, what? And I said, I think this is a podcast. I've never heard anything like it. And I was like, I already got a vision for all these local musicians. Right. Like, I, I want them to be heard. And I was like, let's give them a platform to where they can be. Absolutely. And get the story. Because it's like, to me, like getting the story behind the song and getting to know the musicians, it makes it so much easier to connect with what they're doing. That's it. Man. Every time. And you're genius because people love to talk. Yeah. Especially about themselves. Oh, right? man. Hey, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's genius, man. Like, you'll get some interesting stories. You just keep at it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. And then, like, the Sunstroke House venue. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That's uh, Jamie Nettles. It's in downtown Columbus. Okay. And so um, she does outside talent uh-huh. and uh, brings it in. Like, the latest show was uh, Sean James. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, phenomenal artist, and she's had a four-time Grammy winner, John Paul White, from the Civil Wars, and like okay. getting just good out-of-towners coming in, and it's just good for the music scene in general in Columbus, and trying to produce a heart for people who love music to come out and support it. For sure. And uh, so I, I like where we are, man. Hey, man, I'm telling you, Mississippi is a mildew gold mine. People don't know it. Yeah, but... So, man, I wanted to talk to you about influence. So, out the gate, two, three years old and playing drums, and you mentioned it was in the blood, but, like, when you're uh, learning songs, what uh, what bands or what artists do you, like, listen to? What's your Who's your favorite drummer, if you could say? I don't have a favorite drummer. I just 
I'm my own favorite drummer. Yeah. But um, I got plenty of influences who I've gotten from. And one is my auntie, most mm-hmm. definitely. Like, her style is unlike any ones I've heard, you know. She play four on the floor. Everything else is you do what you want. Uh-huh. And that's kind of my foundation. But um, guys like Stuart Copeland. Okay. Dennis Chambers. Um, John Bonham. He's cool. Um, Chad Smith. Mm-hmm. Neil Peart. Uh, we can go on and on. Yeah. We got Rush and Chili Peppers. And- Chili Peppers. Yes. Chad Smith. That's one of my – if I had a favorite, he would be my favorite. Hates being uh, told that he looks like Will Ferrell. Yes, man. <laughs> like, I just like him on and off stage. Like, he's just a live wire. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, it was new to me. Uh, I've never been a real big Tool fan. Oh, and, man. Uh, you know, with all the hype of their music finally being released on Spotify and it's more accessible. Yeah. And just all the buzz. I was talking to a Tool head. And uh, I can't. I can't even think of the guy's name right now. The drummer. I don't know his name neither. Long hair guy, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I'll, I'll edit in his name, or uh, we'll just leave it open and like uh, they can tell us in the comments. But uh, <laughs> um, for a long time, Neil Peart was my favorite. Yeah. I thought he was most technical. Yeah. And like, uh, I had our drummer in the band. I had in Mobile. That was that was his go-to. Yeah. Like, that's who he looked up to. That's who he wanted to play like. So, for the longest, I respected Neil Peart the most. Uh-huh. But now I think I respect the guy from Tool the most. Hey, Tool got some solid music, man. And like, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I don't play drums for one, but, like, I don't even know if I was efficient at drums if I could do what he does. Because that dude is, he's like an octopus. Well, hey, man, well, every drummer got his niche, man. Yeah. You know, if you, if you try to be like another drummer, you're going to suck. Because mm-hmm. no one can be like him. Yeah. And that was the strongest realization I ever had to come to in my life. Yeah, man. Like, uh, and even with guitar, um, SRV, of course, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, and, yeah. And then when I got back here to um, the Columbus area, like, I just live over across the state line in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I, as I got older and I moved back here, I started paying more attention to the blues. Yeah. Specifically Robert Johnson and uh right. there's a documentary on uh, even YouTube that you can watch. It's just talking about the Delta Blues and those cats when Possum Fat Possum found these guys. Mm-hmm. And the guy from Fat Possum, he's like his whole thing was we've got to get this in the studio before they pass. Right. They're, this is the last of the Hill Country Blues. And you go back and watch that documentary, and it just it blew walls out for me as far as like influence uh-huh. to the way I write. Like, I, most of the stuff I write now, it's more blues-influenced right. than what used to be more rock and roll. Right. And now it's kind of fun to kind of mash the two together. That's what you do. I mean... And then you start getting your own sound. To the point. That's it, bro. And I got to hear one of your songs sometime, okay. bro. I, ain't no, I never knew you played the guitar. I'll, right? send, I'll send you a link. I never even knew who you were, bro. It was like, yeah. Alan. Alan. I'm like, man, who is Alan, man? Alan Hodges. <laughs> Yeah, because like, I pretty much know a lot of people around here, and I was like, okay, there you go. Yeah, so the story by, like, behind like reaching out to you is like I took that video of you when we were watching you play over there by Pine Lake, and I just posted it up on the Porch Talk social media. Right. And I was like, who is this guy? You know, this guy's killed it. And then uh, Jamie and Jimmy and Justin Kleber. Yeah. They was like, 
That's for right Tosh. moves, right? Yeah. Okay. I, th- that's Tosh. <laughs> and then Jimmy wrote me. He said, uh, you need to get Tosh on the show. For sure. He said, "You be that's a good story. You need to hear that. People would, people need to hear that. Man, hey. And so I just reached out to you. Well, bro, I'm glad you did. Yeah. You know. Because like I said, no one's doing this, man. Yeah. And this is vital. And I'm just trying to get into the Starville music scene right now. For sure. You know, I, I just want to, like... I'd love if y'all got anything recorded, send it to me, and I'll play it on the show. For sure. Well, right now we don't, yeah. but when you do, to the point. Yeah. There you go. I got you, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Um, can I give some advice to some drummers? Absolutely, man. Oh, uh, I know what I sound. <laughs> I ain't been playing that, but like seventeen years. Yeah. But I just like tell guys this, man. Always don't be insecure about how you sound. If you don't have the finest chops in the world, it's okay. Hold down the one and two. If you ain't got the best one and two in the world, it's okay. Get some buckets, become a street drummer. It's a place out here for all of us. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying this because this is what I dealt with. I want to be like all these guys. You know, growing up in the gospel drummer world, there's a lot of them. It's a lot of them, like you, and you don't have to look far and be like, no, dude, they're way better than me, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. If you, if you, you, you'll be thinking like that, man. And it's like I don't have a place here. You do, man. You do. You just gotta look for it, and you ain't even gotta look for it. You just gotta accept it, man, mm-hmm. and it'll come to you. But that's it. Man. That was uh, it was one of the more recent sets I played. I was sitting down with another guitarist. And uh, he had just gotten off the phone, I guess, with his daughter. Uh-huh. And um, he's sitting right next to me. I wasn't trying to hear it, but, you know, it's an earshot, so I hear some of what he's saying. Yeah. And uh, when he got off the phone, he just kind of reiterated it to me, and he was like, you know, no matter how it's going, I think this goes for life. It goes for music especially. And he said, uh, if it ain't going your way, uh-huh. don't give up. And then I got up there to play, and it was the worst set I had ever played. Right. And after I got down, he was hosting, and I asked him, I was like, I'd like to get back up again and play. I need a little redemption. He's like, he was fine. I said, that's the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I was like, I want to get back up there, if they, you know, later. Right. I was like, I got to fix that. And so, like, uh, if you get up there and have a bad set, brush it off. Brush it off. Keep going. Because, hey, man, uh, this legendary, though. Yeah. Did you? How did you do the second time? We killed it. I got uh, I got... Uh, he had never played on stage. Uh-huh. Dude, I had met, his name's Ronnie Barnes. He lives up in Kansas City. He was down for a friend's wedding. Okay. And um, love playing with Ronnie. Every time he comes down from Kansas City, we always play. But what's crazy is 13 years ago, he started playing. And I had been playing like three or four years at this point. So mm-hmm. in his eyes, you know, I was good. Right. But even at that time, I wasn't. I'm not good now, but, you know, I play. But, uh. Uh, I was trying to teach him a few things, right. and I was like, I don't know if he's going to get it or not. And he comes back 13 years later, and he's uh, he can shred. Yeah. And so um, I told him the night before, I was like, I think we're going to go up to tie by tie. Mm-hmm. We're going to check this thing out. And uh, once you get up there and play with me, he said, the most people I have ever played in front of is right here. <laughs> and there was four of us. And yeah. I was like, well, just do it. He said, uh what if I just looked at the wall? And I was like, do whatever you got to do. Just get up there and play. And so he came in late on that first set. Mm. But, he, like, after I'd asked to get back up, mm. 
he played on that set. And uh, we yeah. played two songs, and I was I was ready for a third, and he was like, I'm good. And uh, right <laughs> right when he stepped down, he was like, you think they'll let us get back up there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I hope I lit a fire in it, man. Man, hey, that's all it takes, man. Yeah. Just somebody to believe in you, bro. Yeah. It's, man, that's it. That's all life is, belief. And so that's that's what I've been uh, that's what I've been doing lately with the open mics, and sometimes they go go good, and sometimes they don't. Is uh, I've got uh, twelve songs I've written. Okay. And we don't practice. Like I'll, I'll get up there and I'll sign the sheet, and uh, if I see a guitarist I know yeah. plays lead, I'll ask him play lead. If I see you know a bassist, hop in and play bass. Right. If there's a drummer, hey man, keep some time for us. Right. And, like, before we go, I was like, look, I don't really care how it goes. Let's just all have a little fun. And so, like, you want to take a lead ride? Take it. That goes for any of us, you right. know. Like, if I'm I'm just playing rhythm, so I'm not going to do any lead. But if the drummer wants to take a ride, yeah, get it, son. <laughs> get it. There you go. And so, uh, like, so when I travel, like, I'm going to Memphis, Athens, Georgia, Nashville. It's like I hope to find a spot to just hop in there real quick, maybe get my name on the list and be like, there's anybody out there that just wants to play. I know you won't know the song, but let's interpret it. Right. And how does that go? Well, like I say, it, sometimes it goes good and sometimes it doesn't. I'm talking about like in the Memphis area, though. Like I, I, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, okay. like I'm going this weekend. I hope, I hope that'll be the first time. Well, you gotta let me know how that go. Uh huh. Cause there's a lot of musicians out there. Oh yeah. Like shh, it's a buttload of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about Nashville. I mean, that is the right. It's the home. That's where everybody goes. All right, man. Yeah, I was gonna go to Nashville, but ooh, I was like, shoot, that's where everybody at. I need to be somewhere where everybody not. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> been another thing with like doing this podcast. Is like, man, I got a, I got a couple of ideas that I want to eventually do. It has something to do with like a recording studio slash venue. Wow. And um, I don't want to go somewhere where there's already just a flooded market say Memphis or Nashville I want to find the next big place that just is untapped right and we'll do it there that's it and that'll it'll be our sound and I'm not going to do like these big producers and like produce people it's like we'll do it the way Jack White does it in the blue room it's like we'll cut it live on vinyl right there out of that blue room uh huh and what you heard is what it is to the point and that's them that's their sound we're not going to overproduce it we ain't gonna make it sound like something that needs to be on the radio. Right. Uh, that Nashville can, you know. <laughs> We're just gonna give it to you raw. That's it, man. And that's the realest thing you can do. You know, you got here with, simply because of the rawness. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So if you following what I'm saying, yeah. so that's the best way to keep it. Sometimes, man. yeah, man. Don't be rubber ducking stuff, man. Like I don't know, man. Like what other? Um, I like to think that this is definitely a place for um, maybe young musicians or people thinking about music. What else you got as far as, like, when you first start on drums and it just feels like my hands want to do what my feet's doing? and Man, you're going to have to cry it out. Work through it. You're going to get mad. I still get to the crying point sometimes. When I'm playing, see, I'm getting emotional now talking about it. When I'm working on something and it's not working, Mm -hmm. you're just going to have to cry it out, man. Blood, sweat, and tears, for real, and that's what determines your success. Yeah. When you go out and like bust those open fields, how long do you sit out there? Sometimes does it depend? 
Man. On average, about about three hours. Yeah. Four hours. Before you start burning up. The only reason I leave is because I have other stuff I had to do, like practice or stuff like that, mm-hmm. or it gets too dark, of yeah. course. But I remember one night I stayed out there like 11 o'clock because I had to practice a song for this play mm-hmm. that I'm touring with. Um, Selma the Musical. Shout out to them, The Untold Story. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to ask you about that. Glad you brought it up. Yeah, man. Um, How'd you get into that? What? <laughs> going back to the top. Uh, I, was, I was in the field one day on Lynn Lane. And this guy, who happens to be an um, actor, yeah. his name is Q, he stopped. And um, he was like, man, what, what you doing out here? He said he was, he- later on, when we all got together, he said he was heading to practice. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, what are you doing out here? It's like 99 degrees. And he's like, I love it, but dude. you know, That was, was my like, thing. I was like, you can find a shade. Man. I was like, nah, I'm gonna put it out here raw, like you said. Mm-hmm. But um, he um ended up giving me some change, man. He, he gave me some cash. He actually paid for my meal that day, and um he was like, man, look, we doing, we need a band, and I would love you to come out and just try out with us. And so I got two of my bandmates, Kalani and Tommy Big Keys, and we went down there. We did well, and we've been touring with them since. Great. So where all does that take you? Uh, we went to Montgomery. Mm-hmm. We went to Cincinnati, Ohio, about a couple of weeks ago. And then we just got back from Atlanta about a week and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. So getting a lot of travel out of it. Yes, man. Yes. And they're amazing people. Mm-hmm. Down to earth real. You know, they ain't the squeaky kind. The rubber <laughs> ducks. Yeah. <laughs> nah, they for real, man. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I just go back to uh, you playing the open fields, man. Like, uh, that's why this happened. Like, when I saw that, I was like, that dude wants it. Oh, yeah. And man. I guess he saw the same thing, you know. It's, man, I'm telling you. I didn't have anything else going on, man, yeah. you know. Why well, sit around the house all day? You can be out here beating the heat. <laughs> so, I got yeah. you. Well, man, the... Uh, if you can project, um, just for um, spontaneous generation and for uh, the theater work with the uh, play, mm. um, just down the road, man, what are you thinking? What's what's going on? Like, I mean, what's yeah. your goals for those? If you've thought about it, my goals for those, yeah. Oh yeah, we already in my head and made it, bro. Like, <laughs> what I'm gonna do is I'm a tour from age. Right now, 20 mm-hmm. till about 33. And after that, I'm opening up a studio, Spontaneous Generation Studios, right here in Starkville, Mississippi. And that's going to be for artists, bands. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're into graphic designs, get you a job over here at Spontaneous Generation mm-hmm. Studios. And we'll basically have an outlet where people don't have to go to Nashville. They don't have to go to California to feel like they can make it. They can make it right here. Yeah. You know, and you ain't got to do no freaky things to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it's all about, man. And um, that spontaneous generation goal is all those guys, they're going to be teaching. They're going to be helping young musicians like I was mm-hmm. who didn't have, who felt like they didn't have nobody. It's plenty of people like you, mm-hmm. girl, but who thought they don't have anyone. We're going to put them on game. And making some stars, man. There you go. 
And that's for Selma. Selma already booming. Yeah. They 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 stupid booming right now. <laughs> they got Disney looking at them. Um, towards signing them, they got um a lot of stuff going on, man. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like blessings on top of blessings for them, and we're just fortunate to be a part of it. So absolutely. You know Dustin Gibson out of Columbus. Dustin Gibson. What does he do? So uh, he used to work at the W. He done uh, the stage building for the plays. Like he would be the uh, I, I don't I don't know the right term for it, but he was the guy that built the set. Right. And he recently got back from Utah doing uh-huh. this thing. Um, same thing. Landed this gig for the summer, building sets. And now he's kind of got a similar thing. Like what he was doing out there is catching a little heat from Disney. And so he may be going his way back out there. And I was like, that might be somebody that would be a good reference for you. Really? As, as far as, like, if you wanted to pursue more in that area. For sure. Destin Gibson. hmm Does he drive motorcycles? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. That really do. Um, he, plays, uh, he plays guitar. He just started a band. And uh, really? I'm excited about what they're doing. Because uh, I've known Dustin right at a year now. Uh-huh. And, uh, like, I met him through the podcast, like me and you met. And I never took his music seriously because anytime me and him played guitar, he would play, like, a silly song. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I, I never took him seriously. Right. And uh, he was first time I had ever went over to his house to hang out. He was just, I got a band. Uh, we've been practicing right here, and uh, we're about to play out. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, maybe it was last Wednesday. Yeah, he played at the Princess, right? And uh, just introduced it, and dude, it blew my hair back. What kind of band they got going on? It's kind of like a Led Zeppelin type thing, man. It's like really hard, you know, like okay. bluesy rock, dude. And they bring it to the concrete. They, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, I think originally there's three, but he had Joe sit in and play uh, play guitar with him. Uh-huh. And he's screaming like, uh, just like Robert Plant was. <laughs> and he's getting it. <laughs> hey, man, that's what, hey, how old and is he? Uh, Dustin, he's my age. He's 20, 28, 29, somewhere in there. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. And uh, it was good, dude. He jumped off stage and, like, he full of energy. And I was like, I just knew you as a, you know, just goofing off I didn't you for real yeah oh yeah oh yeah I'm serious yeah yeah I didn't know you was gonna be like this but I was excited for him man but uh definitely I think that would be a contact that you definitely need to have for sure man link link yeah man yeah that's what it's all about yeah get out there to the princess man sometime he'll be out there I gotta get out there bro I want to go tonight man but I already (laughs) had plans to shoot basketball Right after I left here, I was like, I'm going to go shoot ball. No big deal, man. There's always another one. As a musician, you got to keep yourself in shape, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's easy to get chubby and that stuff out here. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anything else to add or subtract before we sign off here? Uh, I didn't. When you asked about musical influences, I didn't tell you that my uncle played guitar for James Brown. What? Yeah, he he played guitar for James Brown. That's pretty incredible. His name is... Uncle John. I mean, hey, no, it's not. What is his name? We call him something else, but it's Uncle Joe. Uncle John. What is it? Hello, hello, hello. I don't know, mm-hmm. but he's like my great uncle. He played guitar for James Brown. Mm-hmm. He toured out the country, like overseas. And yeah, 
He stayed in Chicago now, but he always when they come back, he always come. Back. Uncle Jake, Uncle Jake. <laughs> so he'll come back down here to blow your hair back, huh? Man, when he sees what's going on now, because he always told me, man, you got to stick with it. You know, he's old. He's mm-hmm. like eighty three, mm-hmm. but he's mobile, and stick with it. But yeah, that's it, man. And just shout out to everyone. My man Allen here. Y'all get in touch with this man. Yeah. Bring it. Like I say, I got to get down there to that open mic. I got to talk to Kinsey and. Uh, yes, man. I got to. Like, I want to line those guys up and get them on. Man. Yes, bro. Like, Kesey, he going to tell you stuff, man. <laughs> he's he's such an interesting guy. He looks like a character. Man. Hey, man. <laughs> he's coming up to you just like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to meet him the, the first open mic night. I really? mean, they were slammed. And so, uh, he, he like, when we walked in, he was playing. Mm. And then uh, the guy that played next, I guess it was, I don't know, do they do three songs and then you're done? Or is it 30 minutes or how they do time down there? They do, um, I think it's like three songs. Yeah. And, like, I guess uh, he had anticipated three songs. The guy played one song and was done. So he popped right back in there to play two more songs, you know, before the next guy came up. Right. And so uh, I think I hung around for 30, 45 more minutes, and then I had to get on back because it was getting late. But yeah. uh, matter of fact, we had just got done recording here mm. uh, for a later podcast or earlier podcast. But, um, yeah, so I want to get down there and talk to him. Yeah, man, do that. And Jamie Rogers, shout out to that boy. Him and Fat Axel and Night Sir. Yeah. Those, those are my neighbors. Okay. Yes, so <laughs> I love those guys, and they practice. Just about as much as I do, so. Yeah, man. Hey, genuine. But that's it for me, man. Well, cool. Well, Appreciate Taj, you. Thank you so much, brother. Hey, man. It's solid. It's been another episode of Porch Talk. Till next time, guys. Peace out. News and notes. Just want to thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for listening. And for subscribing, rating, and reviewing, and commenting, and sharing, and all the things that you do to make it grow. Uh, there's only so many people that I can reach, and you're reaching the folks I couldn't. So thank you for what you do. We're really excited about what's coming up. The guests that we have coming on, it's going to be a great time. And if this is your first time, go back on episodes gone by. There's so much back there that's it's, it's great. We're approaching episode 100, and uh, it's, I, I just cannot believe this. On to notes. I haven't played on the show in a while, and so Taj asked me to. And so the game plan was when I went up to Memphis to uh, sit down with Nick and to play an original, and he would sit in. We've done that. Um, he kind of helped me rearrange the song and rewrite it a little bit, and it was much needed. It needed a little work. And so this is a raw cut of that. And uh, the reason that we didn't play together on the show is because we got short on time. We went out and caught a punk show. Then we went out to the rail garden. I mean, we just had a great time. You'll, you'll hear about time in Memphis on the next episode. All right. Well, guys, here is uh, an original song. It's called Georgia. Peace out.
Georgia, she's on my mind It ain't the place, the state of mind She'll be walking out of my life here soon I don't know what I should do what I should do well, Baby, you'll stay with me And let's just be I missed you once, don't wanna do it again Just you're on my mind Oh, you're on my mind now I'm telling you now It goes electricity Lots of my work, Lord, she's in my veins So it won't be long, it'll be growing dark At the final way to carry on Come on, carry on Baby, you stay with me Missed you once, don't wanna do it again. Georgia, you on my mind. You on my mind now. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.